Hey guys, if you remember, we had ads for Harry's Razors a while ago, and that didn't really work out so well because nobody cared. We have a new sponsor that actually makes sense because I like to drink, and you guys do too. It's called Wink. W-I-N-C is how it's spelled. Based on a quiz that you take on their website, which is really fun, asking you about your flavor profile, if you like blueberries, if you like your coffee black, if you like cream in it, what color shoes you have, what state you were born in, all of that stuff goes into it, and they will send you a box every month with new wines for you to try. You can skip any month. You can cancel any time. There's no membership fees. It's good for people who don't have access to a good wine shop in their neighborhood. All of our listeners in Alaska and places like that are unable to really get some bomb-ass wines. All you have to do is go to trywinkwinc.com slash the stew and when you do that you'll get $20 off your first shipment of wine you can be one of those people where you just come home from work because you hate your job and then there's a box at your door and you think it's going to be like Amazon paper towels but it's not it's four bottles of wine that you're going to drink tonight trywinkwinc.com slash the stew if you do that even if you don't like it even if you think it's dumb just do it anyway and you will help support us thanks guys enjoy the show Hello, 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 (laughs) you're listening to The Stew, best podcast in Los Feliz, I'm Jason Stewart, Andre Conoparo, say hello, hello, one guest today, Carl, from the the other food podcast (laughs) in town, the only other one, the only other, there's two of us, there's two on iTunes, so it's really easy to listen, it's just us, yelling about Pate. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, this is great. You do a podcast with another person. I do. I co-host Young Mel Pate with a chef. I am a comedian. Sadly, he actually has responsibilities during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the executive chef of the Wallace in Culver City. So he's doing work. What's that like? Having uh, responsible during the day? I, I don't know. I, I don't so have weird. shit to do. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's good to be here. We're just going to stretch <laughs> out and have ourselves a fucking afternoon. Mm-hmm. You've been drinking since like <laughs> right, 9 a.m. Exactly. I'm it's hammered. Uh, do you want some it's, drugs or anything? Right, or whatever? Exactly. Cut that I shit did, up. Let's do this. I just Postmated two Xbox games, so it should be should be here by the time. It should be here by the time we're done. Hell yeah! So you, so the the podcast that you do, it's kind of you're the you're the fun well, good talker, and he's the food expert. I mean, I mean, you I've, know, listened, he, I've listened. He to is a there. chef, so he definitely knows shit about food. You seem, both seem pretty riffy when yeah, I listen. Yeah, we're, we're fun. like both fun guys. Yeah, we were like longtime friends, so I feel like we have like a chemistry that we brought to the podcast. It wasn't like I found a chef and I'm like, I'm going to make sure I'm going to find someone to start a podcast. It what's, happens. what's it like to like the person that you do a podcast? You with? know, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell weird. you because we, we fucking hate each other. Same. No, it's, uh, Same. it's, it's good. And it's also like, he really only has one day off from being a chef. Yeah. And so it's like, also it's a time to just like hang out. We usually go get lunch after before, you know, so it's like it's a pretty much our only time to hang because he, you know, chefs they they yeah. don't have any time to yeah. do anything. Make a little day of you it. You do. You can like. I mean, you can use a podcast sometimes as like I got to do a podcast, right. and people will kind of look at you maybe a little bit funny, but still take it as work, right? When it's just so like, yeah, but we could change. I it, use it so as a time to like, air grievances between yeah. us and call them out <laughs> on bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. it's basically like a, a, a scheduled hangout session. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, which. 
we need because of his demanding with schedule. With gas. Yeah, with gas. And we, uh, then we just had fun the, people. the West Vila one, and it was incredible. Yeah, we just had uh, West Vila from Gorilla Tacos. Uh, I'd never met Wes before. It was, I'd always been a big fan. Yeah. I was like, you know, Insane. sometimes you get a guest, and you're like, you know. He's I, a dude. He's a, he's a guy. Yeah. I've, I've, Gorilla Tacos is one of my favorite places to eat, so... Very excited to have him on. Plus, you know, he's opened a restaurant. He's got the cookbook. Yeah, you're in the neighborhood. Do you go to the Silver Lake Wine Tastings and get the tacos? Because that's I, fun. I really like the Thursday night tastings at Silver Lake Wine. Yeah. I mean, you get some wine. You get some fucking tacos. tacos. I mean. You're living your goddamn life on a Thursday. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah. I was actually uh, just there last week, and it was I had a fucking smoked brisket, mm. a chorizo. He's always doing... Yeah, great, great stuff. Check out some uh, single thirty somethings in your area. There, <laughs> you know, it's like bumping on a Thursday. Like it there is. was like over a hundred people there. Yeah, like it's, really, and it's like a diverse scene. It's not like you know you might have some preconceptions about like a wine tasting crowd, but yes. it's like young people, old people, like there's dogs gr- in groups there. of of friends, like couples, wheelchairs, like, wheelchairs, yeah. dogs. You know, it's. It's I I love the vibe. Couple there. drones, <laughs> hard drugs being sold yeah. out in the public. Yeah, exactly. You'd be surprised at how much cocaine is yeah. being done yeah, just you don't, in the open. You don't even need to buy in the bathroom. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a, I need to go. Yeah, I'm a fan of. You've been, bitch. They, they I mean, also, yeah, but I've been, but not in a while. Not not when it's like a hundred people. I mean, I, I was on a tip where I was going pretty much every Thursday for a while, and yeah. it's always fun. Yeah, I'm afraid great. of the stop and shots. I'm going to have to do though. That's true. You got to work the room. You got to you got to shake some hands, kiss some babies. Give me some wine tasting <laughs> tips from a from a seasoned vet, uh, a jovial comedian that they, probably uh, knows don't how to wear work white. <laughs> well, they have uh, that's all. They have free bread and butter from uh, Bubs and Grandma. Which you, is, you just lap that up. Don't oh you? my god! Oh, I eat so much. My, my main tip would be eat as much free bread and butter as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Is it like Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places when he takes the whole smoked salmon and puts it in his <laughs> Santa suit? You just leave with like three loaves. No, of bread. yeah, you don't have to. You just, I just, I just eat it. <laughs> the I last d- time I went there, Dune was doing the food, and I yes. had like thirty dollars worth of Dune. <laughs> That's on Mondays. So Mondays, they yeah. bust it all out because they try to get more people in. Yeah. yeah they yeah, do yeah. Meat, free meat and cheese. Yeah. Free dune bread and hummus. Is yeah. it the Oleo truck? It's Sometimes. the Tumaca truck Tumaca on Mondays, truck. which that's is also Spanish. really good. Yeah, that's the Spanish it's a, one, right? Yeah, it's a couple from Barcelona. Yeah. And I'm always bemoaning the fact that L.A. has no good real tapas. Yeah. And they actually, I mean, it's mostly sandwiches, but you can get like albondigas, patatas mm-hmm. bravas. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of that truck. Shout out to Tumaca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus it's fun to say. Yeah. Tumaca. Tumaca. Yeah, I feel like your, your Spanish, your, your tapas vocabulary is coming yeah. up pretty I'm smooth. A huge, you spent some time in Spain? I'm a huge tapas guy. I've spent some time in Spain. I'd say it's oh, my yeah. favorite Think about country. Carl. He's a big tapas guy. I'm a huge, I'm a tapas head from way back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it's crazy. Like Just LA, deep cuts. LA is anything like, you know, serve. we have a lot of national attention for being one of the most exciting food cities in the country. Yeah. And there's literally nowhere good to get tapas. Mm-hmm. It's insane. That's true. It's fucking even the even even like the okay places closed like yeah. Tinto on Melrose, uh, you know. Tinto. Uh, I liked Cobras and Matadors. That I don't closed. know. I don't know how authentic you would call closed. it, but I enjoyed going to Cobras and Matadors. I always felt like it was maybe good because enough. LA food is already like a bastardized, like bad version of tapas already. <laughs> right. That it's, it's, it's just kind of like so sick yeah. of small plates that they're yeah. just like, yeah, we know small plates. Like, well, let's do something. Do else. you think horse trough is going to be the 2018 banger? <laughs> horse trough, yeah, communal you trough. O- you just order a trough to the table well, of think- lentil. Yeah. I think we're already seeing like 
large formats on tons of menus. And I think maybe that was a reaction against like, you know, everywhere was doing small plates. You had the waiter explain it to you every time. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, we get it. Small plates. And now I feel like a lot of places are doing like platters Platters. for three, like large format dishes. I mean, I'm seeing that a lot. If you're not, with a group, group, why not get a huge fucking steak? Yeah, I mean, and not to bemoan how much I like Alimento. Because it's so expensive. But, right, exactly. Alimento opened up with platters, and I feel like that was kind are you an, of... Are you an Alimento guy? I just love it. Have you been to Cosa Buona? I have. I fucking love Cosa Buona. I love both of them. Best chopped salad I've ever had. I have a pizza, Amatriciana, with guanciale Ooh. and sweet onions, Ooh. and it was great. I'm yeah, a it's, big fan. I go there a lot. Yeah. You're a chop guy, huh? Um, I gotta say, and during lunch, hot tip, you can add avocado and chicken. Can't do that at dinner, but during yeah. lunch, that's a fucking lunch. Get that salad, chicken breast and avo, and fucking glass of wine. Just Shit. a chill little $48 lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drop 37 bones, you're on your fucking yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> they let you for $37 add avo at sick. <laughs> right, exactly. You have to buy um, the privilege of putting avo But the mozzi sticks. Mozzi sticks. You know, I actually, the mozzarella sticks nuts. are getting a lot of heat. Ooh. I would I would prefer the meatballs actually. They come with burrata. The meatballs right. are, are better. I, I, the, I had, the, the I meatballs had the are meatballs. so fucking good. I've heard this. Yes. I've I think the mozzarella them. sticks get you in the door and then the meatballs keep you there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey man. <laughs> actually everything I've had, the one thing I'll say, they had eggs tonado on the menu. Awesome. Which That's I fucking loved and they took them off the menu. It's gone. No no one apparently no one wanted hard boiled eggs covered in tuna. Which is crazy to me. I went through the same thing. The first time I went there, I was like, got to try the, the egg with tanato. You never see that on menus. And, uh, yeah, Andre's not a big tanato guy. But, yeah, it's like a soft-boiled no, egg. It, you got a skeptical I, I look. Well, no, 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 I won't. If I see it on the menu, I'm not going to be like, we got to get this. But I will try it with somebody else, and I've had ones I've liked and had ones that I didn't. It's, so, But it's like, it's, okay. I also don't like uni. There's like certain notes and things that don't, you know, I... I'm just a it just doesn't compute. Not an uni guy. Yeah. Okay. But I've had it when okay. I liked it. Okay. I think I think when you eat something, Tanato not be an example of that. But when you eat something like uni, which is really kind of not only precious but also an expensive ingredient and super rich. That and super rich. But if you know you might not like it, right? Even though you've had it and you've been like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like you you kind of shy away from wanting to try it unless somebody else orders it and you're like, yeah, I'll try a little bit. The weird thing about uni, it's like. Like, I feel like when you order foie gras, like another rich luxury ingredient, yes. you know what you're getting, and it's, it's always, like, very good foie gras. Yes. But for some reason with uni, it, like, varies wildly in quality. Yes. Like, I've had uni at, like, an all-you-can-eat sushi spot, and you're like, this will be the uni that I come to know and love and will be very good. And you're like, <laughs> right. this is bad. Like, yeah. it's just, like, off. It doesn't taste. Like, I feel like that doesn't happen with foie gras. You're either no, yeah. getting foie gras or you're not. Like, I'm, uni, it's like, there's bad uni, I with, guess. It's uh, not right. fresh. With seafood, you could really tell the quality. Like, Because right. there's, I, I feel the same way about oysters. Yeah. Like you when, get a bad oyster. I mean, I love oysters. You get a bad oyster. That's ruining your fucking day. That's, yeah, Fuck. that's 24 the, hours. Maybe even the week. Your coat checked for 24 Ooh, hours for sure. Ooh. But also, like, you can have an, uh, an oyster or, like, a piece of shrimp sushi or a sea urchin where you're like, it's good. Right. And then when you go to, like, the real daddy spot with the full omakase and you have how it's supposed to be. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and you're like, oh, fuck. This is not, this is not the same anymore. That's true. Mm. Um. So, uh, are you a sports fan? Because we have Super Bowl Sunday coming up. You know, this week. I'm not a sports guy, but I am from Philadelphia. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, 
I, I think it's like you do like alcoholic beverages. I love, so you'll love, find a place to watch love the Super day Bowl. drinking. Love yeah. overeating rich foods. Yeah. Every other How are thing you about not a huge football. Every fan? other thing about the sports experience I love. I've, I've never been a big sports guy, but like I feel like this is a classic like underdog versus like hated fucking powerhouse like yeah. rival. It's like unless you're from New England, there's no reason to support the Patriots at right. all. And mm-hmm. the, and the Eagles have never won the Super Bowl. Like Philly right. needs this. Yes. I agree. Uh, I'm just interested to see my parents still live in Philly. Uh, during the championship game, the cops were going around downtown Philadelphia. I heard this and story. painting all the lampposts with Crisco. Actually a thing that happened. Yep, greasing and, the poles. Right, people were calling them the Crisco cops. Yeah. Like, that's the level that Philly's operating and at. And it did nothing. And it did nothing. They still scaled all the lampposts. Also, apparently three <laughs> separate incidences have happened in recent months of someone punching a police horse. God. Outside of the game, that's insane. So, like, if, if the Eagles win, like, the city will tear itself apart. Well, probably also if they lose. So, now, either way. Now, let's do the basic Philly stuff: past Geno's, Italian beef. Where, Pats do, where, Gino's where is do you? Kind of a false rivalry. It is, right? It's it kind is. of for tourists. Like, yep. they're fine. I was always a Jim's guy okay. growing up. I grew up right outside the city. How would you describe Jim's? Jim's has a couple locations, but like for me, you know, I grew up in the suburbs, right outside the city, and when, when you go downtown. And go to gyms, that was like the quintessential cheesesteak experience. You wait in line, yep. you gotta get your order right, or the guy's gonna yell at you. You're like, yep. I gotta get the whiz wit, you know? Yep. Uh, so gyms was always, and gyms is great. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I go to gyms, but then there's like, you know, Delisandra's, Tony Luke's, and Tony Luke's was the first place I had uh, an Italian roast pork sandwich, which okay. within Philly is probably just as important as the cheesesteak. Outside, of course, the cheesesteak is iconic. Yes. You know, people equate it with Philadelphia, but within Philly, the Italian roast pork sandwich, which is roast pork, broccoli rob, sharp prove, and like some long hots, like some yeah. Italian hot peppers. That's like just as important. And a little au jus, maybe? No? Uh, well, the, the pork is juicy. So okay, it's like okay. juicy so it roast comes pork. Out, right. It comes out and of the, like au jus. Yeah, the broccoli like, yeah. rob gives you that bitterness and then like yeah. a really sharp provolone. So I remember the first time I had that, it was like game changer. That sounds really It's like good, one of my I favorite sandwiches. If you're in Philly, go to Reading Terminal Market, amazing market, uh, Denick's. Is there mayonnaise on that sandwich? Uh, You know, there could be, but I I, traditionally don't need it because I'm a big mayo guy, but the pork (laughs) is so juicy. It's almost like an Italian beef in Chicago where it's it's like really juicy. Like it comes out of a... A, you it's know, a moist a, boy yeah, already. It's a moist boy. It's a, it's a wet boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the sound of all our listeners <laughs> right. stopping okay, listening. Wet boy, we're turning it off. Yeah. Okay, right. it about oh, seven moist. That sounds great. <laughs> all right. So, listen the daily. Are now. you going? Do you have like a, a Super Bowl dish that you make every year? I, is there like I, a tradition? I never. Are you making a dip this I year? I never make dips. My move is to. Uh, all I'm, right. We'll explain this question what? after you answer. Just the a little question. foreshadowing. Is, okay. Are you about to get into a dip? A dip sitch? Yeah. Okay. The dip set. It's unavoidable. Um, I didn't know you guys were dip daddies. Who <laughs> we is can, it? We can yeah. jump Everyone's in. a dip daddy. I never like make food for like I, my move in recent years has been I live on the eastern edge of Echo Park. Glad we had you on the pot, by the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't uh, eat food. I hate Soylent food. only. Not a big food guy. <laughs> I will go to this place, the park's finest barbecue. Hell yeah. Which is, uh, you, you guys know. Yeah, it's it's the best. I live like right next to there. So my move for Super Bowl parties is to just go there. Get like the tri tip, probably that beef rib, maybe that coconut beef, awesome. mm-hmm. some of that cornbread babinka. Oh man! So this is a Filipino style barbecue yes. restaurant yeah. in, uh, yes. I guess, sort of. It's Echo like American Parky. cuts of barbecue with a Filipino twist, and yeah. then they do like a, this coconut beef, which is amazing. I don't know if I've had the coconut uh, one. The beef short rib and the tri tip, or the, the horseradish crema, so good. Just yeah. smoked in fish yeah. sauce powder. So I just fucking roll in with that to the party, and that's that's been my mm-hmm. move. 
Mm. Um, and and also like you know like what five six years old, kind of an outlier and trying that place to went change from, like, Filipino a little bit. Company to like a place that was only open a couple of days, and they did like a Kickstarter, and now they have like a huge restaurant with this. Like they've been this like low key success story in that part of town, and I I feel like I was in on it. It was one yeah. of those things that you know yeah. about before it gets big, and you're like, yeah, I've been fucking hitting Park's Finest for years. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We used to go there all the time when it was like open sure. three nights a week, and now they're like bumping, because they got on um, Guy Fieri, the magic of the Fieri oh, touch. Oh, did? No way. They were I on know, Nine I know that. Which I am a fan. I am Dude, a Dude, he fucking fan. opens okay up these businesses, it. and okay it's it. packed. Every time I go in, they got their beer license. They have like good craft beer. Um, yeah, it's like that. They're a real success story, and they bought a huge sign. They like have a huge mural now. I think like a barbecue restaurant. Just I swear, until it gets the heat it needs, like the the signage, like a huge sign that says barbecue, people fucking pull their car over. Mm-hmm. Right, like more than anywhere, more than yeah. any other kind of restaurant. If you see a huge, it's a crowd if pleaser. you see barbecue, people are like er, people want like, what fucking is barbecue. Barbecue. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like presaged like this whole, key. you know, L.A. barbecue thing we've seen in recent years. But they were they were like the only place I knew to get barbecue six years ago. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you got all the fucking shit opening up. Mm-hmm. You mentioned rolling into with some barbecue. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Jared Standing from Standard's Butcher Chop. Love Standing. Yes. Yeah. And I can't get I, – I still to this day at least twice a day. I don't know if he said it on the podcast or just to us, but like I can't. I snicker at this at least twice a day when he talks about like when he goes places to parties and stuff, and he just mm-hmm. shows up with like ground beef, right? And people are like, "Oh, <laughs> like they, they like they see the butcher paper and they're like, oh, right. shit, Jared's here, y'all. <laughs> Jared, bro, what, Jared, what you get, man? What you bring, Jared?" He's like, "You bring some ostrich lung, right. uh, burger, yeah. burgers, unformed. <laughs> they're not <laughs> even formed." He's like, "Who wants to help me form some patties?" Yeah, it's just like, oh, guys, putting us to work. I just can't pay. It's like somebody from a wine shop bringing like Kool Aid or something. Right. Mm-hmm. I brought some yellowtail, so guys, and it's not even that because the, <laughs> the ground burger is great and burger is great. Though. But when you think of like what's in the box and all the questions that you could possibly, all the possibilities. Well, I guess that's the pressure of being like a celebrity yeah. butcher. When yeah. you roll into a party, <laughs> sure. people are like expecting some yeah. fucking... And he's like, bitch, I sell this. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets ground this. beef. Like, this is my life. It's like your equivalent of like, comedian, huh? Tell me a joke. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, <laughs> 100%. Right, yeah. The thing that every comedian loves. Yes. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> do that whenever you, you meet You don't seem that funny. I'm Prove in line with the fucking DMV <laughs> person I've Prove never it. met. <laughs> Anyway, um, well, we have uh, we have a shitload of questions from uh, from our listeners. I like how you guys do that. Connect with the listening base. Can we connect strongly with the base? And we had so many questions last week that we didn't get a chance to get to on top of this week. So we we gotta just get right into I'm, it. I'm ready. Dive um, in that mailbag. <laughs> in, insert mailbag sound effect here. My friend uh, Zach Zachary Boswell. He told me that there is a Trader Joe's pre-brined chicken. Mm. Did you know about this, Andre? No, I've seen the pre-brined turkeys at Thanksgiving. I'm a little, I'm a little suspicious, but he said it's it's actually great, and it's almost impossible to not make it juicy. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to fuck up a. But it's impossible to dry it out. It's a wet boy, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a, wet, it's a wet boy. The classic it's, wet. Boy. It's a wet boy, but I think the problem with the pre-brined stuff is they have to put preservatives yeah. and other chemicals and shit in it that you don't want. I don't... Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm assuming... Right. Unless it's like some bomb-ass 
thing that Trader Joe's does. Is it sold in a bucket of brine or is it injected with brine and just kind of sold wrapped up? I think it's got to be in a bag. Right. There's if, liquid. If it was it's in a, a wet bucket, boy. if it was in a bucket, that'd be interesting. <laughs> a bucket of chicken. <laughs> now, so when I like, if I want a really crisp skin roast chicken, I'll brine it four hours, you know, somewhere around there, and then That's it, huh? okay. dry it off. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to brine poultry that long. That's what we did with our turkey for the for this year's Thanksgiving. We did like a ten hour. It yeah, was a big bird. But being the bigger bird, yeah. more t- turkey can take more for sure. But a big you wet can, one, big big. <laughs> it was a big boy. It was a wet boy. We we got him nice and moist. Okay, good. It came out super super good. <laughs> and then all of us took our turns on it. it yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We just, we each went to town on yeah, that wet boy. Whole team hit it. It was amazing. <laughs> I like dark meat. Um, but you can. I mean, you start affecting the texture when you overbrine. Mm-hmm. Is the problem salt? Salt will start breaking shit down. Exactly. But Carl so knows. when I do that, Carl fucking knows. Yeah. I don't. Need, I don't need my chef friend here. You yeah. need your fucking. Yeah. Chef. I, know. I know about fucking. By the way, stuff. he's not doing the podcast with me anymore because uh, it's just me now. <laughs> right, it sounds exactly. like he's been fired. You guys have really helped me found my feet. I'm going to leave Joel behind. He's yeah. been holding me back. Yeah, comedy is not for you either. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think you need to get into food. I'm going to be full time podcast. <laughs> full time podcasting for 2018. <laughs> so to go back to what you said, it's definitely in a bag because you're buying it in a store. Yeah. Right? You fucking idiot. But, I mean, so when I it's do that, loose. I brine it in the oh. aisle. I brine it. You're just kicking raw chicken on the floor of Trader Joe's. No, it's kind of like the uh, the bobbing for apples, just yeah. a big kiddie pool, and you just yeah. grab There's down a and big barrel of you reach in and yeah. grab one. It has tongs, like a, like a pickle barrel. This one's good as any. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I think you're out of bags. Listen up, yeah. Nancy. I think you're going to be fine. The it's just raw chicken. Um. But so I'll dry it off and then let it sit overnight in the fridge uncovered to mm-hmm. dry out. So I don't see why you can't brine a chicken and then not dry it out and then serve it in a bag and have it be fine. So I don't know how it's yeah. I think there's sold, a uh, there's a point like, where it's definitely not sold in brine necessarily. I would imagine. I don't Unless, know. Maybe yeah, it is. I, I, mean, I never go to Trader Joe's. It's all a little bit more of a science question as far as like commercial sales. I think too, it really as far is up as to like uh, what chemistry will effectively mm, deliver I'm sure the right product. Out. I'm sure they have, and also it's a matter of taste on how juicy you want right. your your meat to be. Like I I don't like eating like a like a wagyu or a Kobe as much as just a regular ribeye because it's just like eating some weird like loose. Fat flesh. It's, it's like you too need to, marbled. Yeah, it's, there's a point where that shit can be too marbly, and it's more fat than meat, and you're just kind of like, just like you don't even need teeth to eat it. You're just right. like, I hear it's like a piece of like dolphin skin. Why you and Kobe, huh? Yeah, it sucks. It must man. be nice. It's been rough out here. It must be nice. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. I'm sick I don't. Of Wagyu. I don't, I can't Jason. Even. All right. Well, I don't, Jason. Wagyu is like the American Idiot. version of Kobe beef. Kobe is like this bomb beef that you can only get in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nobody can see my face right now. Really but if you could, you'd know. It was Let me tell you, folks. There's, it's very funny. But also, or the same reason when you get like a, a burger that's like no, I we totally agree. a one pound burger, and, and you just the inside of it's purple, and you're like, it's good. I like it. It's right. Like it's not always what you want. So I feel like fair. You want you want to do the Andre method, which is you whatever you do to it, dry it, open air. Preferably hanging if you can. Absolutely. Yeah, get a hook. In get a meat, invest in a sick. meat hook. It'll pay for itself. I got, I got a, a baker's hook. dozen over there in the closet. <laughs> and with the get one. a chicken fridge. Just, <laughs> just yeah. do it. You don't have a poultry fridge in your garage? Yeah. What are you doing? God, Jesus. Fucking poor people listen to this podcast. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then once you do that, and then you, and you open the fridge and it looks like 
like the skin has become translucent. Yeah. You can, it's kind of painted on. It's glassine. It, right. You can see some blue vein work going on. Right. Once sure. you see those veins, it's that's when you know. That's when you know it's fucking popping. And then when you do that, you 100%. don't even need to add any fat to it. Like it'll just crisp up on its own. Yeah. Yes, Zach. So I've was been, there? A, was the, did he ask a question like what to do with it? Or was he I saying say, like, hey, pull, you pull the it? trigger and buy that wet boy. Just well, do he, it. He was. He was saying like, what do you think? He was saying he was into. He was into that, but he was also asking just for some general chicken roasting tips. Okay. And I oh, think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's the one. If it is wet, which I mean, it probably will be anyway, just from sitting in a bag, even if it's not in brine. Dry it off. If you have the time, um, fresh yeah, time, salt it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Se- a little fresh time. Under separate the skin. The skin. If you want crispy skin underneath, go in. Don't rip it completely off, but try and separate the breast and the thighs. Get some butter under that boy. Yeah, you could do that. Um, And then try and dry it out overnight if you can. You'd be happy. How do you? Where do you stand on stuffing the cavity? Do you like leaving it open, or you like filling her up? I just haven't done a trust whole bird that wasn't that. Like I haven't done a trust bird in forever. Like it's I just cooked spatchcock chickens for a long time. Don't trust it. If you're not on spatchcock, what the fuck are you doing? Right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Click the unsubscribe but, button. <laughs> Get but, out of here. Um, I mean, sticking some aromatics and like uh, and cutting like a Meyer lemon in half and putting both of those in there and it's then and then squeezing that. There's a lot of people say that say filling the cavity is not good. It'll well, slower it, it, the yeah, change. It makes cooking time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, like, I dare anyone to stuff the cavity with a bunch of shit and. Do a side by side blind taste test. Right. Like you don't, you never really taste that much. So, I mean, shit. you definitely want if you're going to do that, you definitely want to season the inside with salt and pepper for sure. But I think I think that the idea that it really affects the cooking time and changes how the dark meat cooks versus the white meat is the the kind of like the classic days of yore where you just like mule kick stuffing into it where it's like so full <laughs> mm-hmm. and so packed literally using your foot yeah that there's no air there's no space there's nothing but you if know, you're the old classic stomp technique yeah, we yeah, all I mean, did it's kids at thanksgiving about right you guys have all seen karate kid sure <laughs> so but i mean if you put like a, a couple like a lemon slice in half and some air match there's space and air can circulate and can heat inside it's different than just like jamming that thing in with right. cold stuffing where no so no grapefruit season, no season that cavity don't stuff that cavity yeah, yeah. season there it you go. season it and then yeah. stuff it with a small manageable lemon sure not one of those big fuckers yeah i mean i guess stuffing is not the right term you're basically putting in a, some seasoning and some light but yeah, i mean yeah fill I it guess, so how do i stand on stuffing i don't do it don't do it. Here, here. I don't do it. I mean, also, it's like stuffing in the oven is great. Like, you just make stuffing or whatever. Right. Or, like, you know. Like, is cavity stuffing better than just regular stuffing? And if you want to make stuffing, so. put stuffing underneath the bird. Yeah, put a wire rack drips. on top. If you want the pan drippings, just cook the stuffing over the bird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, like when people, like, they do like a bed of roasted vegetables underneath mm-hmm. the bird. It never comes out as good as just roasting them on their own. No. Like they're always kind of mushy and weird and like it doesn't cook that well. Just buy two pounds. Next question from Nick's 525 Food Confession. I love canned sardines and anchovies. I know I'm disgusting. Any suggestions on fresh ways to use them? Not, I'm well, thinking Russian not or Korean. This, not is, this is like right in my wheelhouse. I am, I am a huge canned seafood fan. Let's hear. Let's. What's the cultural background from the old country? I mean, first of all, it's huge in Spain, and, right. and in Spain, uh, it's, back to the it's fucking yeah, it's like olive oil pack. Well, yeah, you're talking about. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to like Ranch 99 well, yeah. and getting whatever's on sale because that's even a risky if he bird. is. There's ways that's to risky prepare where seafood. It's good. I mean, in Spain, there's no stigma attached. To eating no because there's super high quality canned seafood yes. that's very fresh so it's a, absolutely it's definitely a thing there yeah mm-hmm. 
Um, and the reason we import that from Spain right. and Italy and France because you know it's exceptional ingredients. Right. And obviously, to get that here, it's pretty expensive. But like, even if you just get like regular ass sardines or anchovies, mm-hmm. like you know, just eating that on toast, I'll I'll take two cans of sardines. Um, you know, from like the Pacific Northwest, not even like sure. expensive Portuguese ones. Right, right, right. And just do like like you would a, a fucking tuna salad. Mm-hmm. You throw some fucking mayo, chives, Bang. some spices, Bang. done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, if you're going to do it with tuna, why wouldn't you do it with sardines? I don't think that's disgusting. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a stigma attached to it. Yeah. I also find it personally absolutely disgusting because I don't <laughs> like those, that taste. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I know a million people that love that really you know intense, what it is? fishy taste. It's from taste that Biggie and... lyric, remember when we used to eat sardines for dinner, mm-hmm. saying it like that's some kind of terrible right. thing. Because and if you're reduced to only having that as an option, yeah, that's pretty bad. But I think because Biggie was on a keto diet, right? right? Exactly. He was trying to lose some weight as a younger right. man. Mm-hmm. But it's I think a good like, clean protein, bro. <laughs> it comes. I mean, canned seafood, canned sardines come out of that tradition, that depression tradition of like a pack of saltines and a can of sardines right. has enough starch and enough protein to live off of. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like potentially like hobo food, mm-hmm. but. Bring I mean, back hobo. Put food, on some fingerless gloves but and fucking so, dive in there. I mean, that's not gross. There's that flavor profile, and people love that shit. I, I mean, how to prepare it? It's kind of like I don't know. If you like it raw out of the can, own that shit mm-hmm. because like all you're gonna do cooking it or dressing it up. I mean, enjoy that and do whatever it is. But you're just basically kind of to a degree masking some of that taste because. There's not a lot of subtlety to necessarily like off the shelf store bought unless it's artisan. Like right. a lot of salt, a lot of fish, a lot of umami. Yep. It goes on a cracker, and it's kind of like if you want to add some stuff, great. But I mean, if you also just like that out of the can, so are you slipping down that, that anchovy oil too? That sardine you know, oil. I'll hit the oil. Like what I like to do is like behind the ear. Get a little wine. You get some olives. You get yeah. some fucking Marcona almonds. You crack open some tins. You, you should get go like to Spain. a good. You should, should go to Spain. Fucking, you know, I've heard of this. That shit's tough as hell. You know, you cut up a nice baguette. <laughs> you maybe you do. You maybe you like toast it a little bit, and then you're just after a couple glasses of uh, skin contact orange wine, Fuck you yeah, start dude. dipping that baguette into mm-hmm. that anchovy oil. Oh, yeah. buddy. Oh, yeah. And actually, a, a good place to do this if you want to do it outside of your home in the company of others is uh, Bar Covell. They have nice t- tin seafood on the menu. Awesome. Get that nice bread, drink yeah. some funky orange wine. <laughs> and I like that they're embracing that. They actually have like an octopus conserva on the menu. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, nice tinned octopus. And they do that at Hayden in Culver City yeah, as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. becoming more popular. And like, you know, we're seeing the acceptance of like that tinned food culture. Mm-hmm. But it's also at a point where it's like, for that good stuff, it's fucking expensive. It is expensive. Like it's, it's like as much as just buying like fresh octopus or something, you know? I actually go to Lawson's and, and buy this brand, Rain Coast. I think most of it's from the Pacific Northwest. It's not that ex- I mean, it's not. It's like definitely more than Freaking what you would get. Polkot, bro? Yeah, you know, like nice. They do like a nice salmon. They do yeah. very good sardines, either packed in water, olive oil, or tomato sauce. I'm it's like 17 to 10. I'm all about that. I'll eat, I'll eat that like four times a week. I mean, I, I, I want to think that, and it's my experience with the people that I know, which also <laughs> might, might speak to the company I try to keep. But I would like to think that we're getting to a place, at least in food or in L.A., that people 
don't instinctually turn their nose at any ingredient until they hear the story. Right. Like, if they hear tin seafood, they're like, I'm listening. Right. As opposed to like, oh, why would you do that? I just go to the Hollywood Farmer's Market. Blah, 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 yeah. Shut the f- And I know. think that speaks to like... So I hope that's yeah, what's going like, and, on there. And you hear that kind of in a more general sense of like the larger culinary culture. Like, you hear chefs talk about how like eaters in LA are like way more adventurous. Like, you know, the, the food culture in New York is very entrenched. The restaurant culture yeah. is very entrenched. I've heard from so many different people how like LA, it's like people are willing to try shit. People are adventurous. People are excited. And I think that's like, like speaks to the larger picture of LA being this like very exciting food city and all these chefs coming here. And like, we just have like cool, like diners here, like right. people who are like passionate about food, but like not so entrenched in their ways that they're like open-minded and willing to learn something new. And also, I mean, a lot so of fucking cool. Also, yeah. a lot of that stigma is like one of like my triggers where it's like that that culture and that style of canning and preserving comes at like an economic right. price point. Just like curing and, meats. Right. Just like, you know, prosciutto 100%. or hamon. And the reason that can be done, or at least, I mean, the, the, the reason people instinctually turn their nose at it is because it's always been kind of like at a lower price point or like a cheaper way to do it. Right. Not to say that it is a bad way to do it and it can be done in different ways, but it's like if anybody instinctually does that kind of, or has that kind of reaction to that, it's just like, well, fucking then you have too much money then, or you're just not like, right. just not, yeah. You don't have for breakfast? There's a lot. What? Eggs and anchovies. Hell yeah. Hell God yeah. damn it. <laughs> That's it? Those bocarones, those Spanish white anchovies that are cured in vinegar, so they're yeah. like bright white. Those are like my favorite. Yeah. I'll eat that every Is there bread day. involved? Uh, no, I just did, uh, I did fucking low carb. Scrambled eggs with some uh, herbs, chives, uh, red onion, mm. and uh, bocarones on top. Mm. See, I'd eat that. Chopped herbs, boom. Olive that. oil, a little, little sea salt, boom. That sounds great. Yeah. It works it fantastic. for for our listeners at home. He's not. He has a good body. I'm fucking dude. It's like they're That's also mad. one of the most healthy things you can eat. It's super good. Big for you. fish live a long time and yeah. accumulate a lot of toxins. Those little fish, they just got those good oils. Yeah. they're short lived. <laughs> they don't have a lot of toxins in them. They got those good oils. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I fuck with veal, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those cows are young. They don't have time to fuck around and fuck their bodies up drinking and smoking. Yeah. Those young cows. Suckling pig only. I want those young boys. Yummy. <laughs> All right, next question from Dave Sijka. In a previous podcast, when the words air fryer were mentioned, Jason reacted as if somebody said microwaved Wagyu. Great callback. <laughs> that being said, my wife bought me one, and if I have to use it, any recommendations? Do you have you ever tangled with an air fryer? You know, I've heard people talking about it. I, I can't even really picture what it looks like. I say, I mean, I've Maybe nev- I've seen an in- infomercial for one. Yeah. Dave, if, is it possible to sell it behind her back and just buy a <laughs> yeah. fry daddy? Yeah. Dude, get an Instant Pot, bro. What are you fucking around? Yeah, just get an Instant Pot. Air fryer? What? That reminds me, we need, speaking of we're going to get some Super Bowl stuff, I need to get a fry daddy tonight on Amazon. <laughs> so it is, is it called time. a fry daddy? Yeah. Yeah. Like the little mini like home frying unit. Like it okay. looks just like a, but like a deep fryer, not an air fryer. Yeah. yeah a proper like, deep fryer. Okay. Right. It's right, like right. this. Like it'll hold oh, a half seen those. Yeah. Those are great. They work. Yeah. You need that for game day. Oh, we're going to have a fry station for sure. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean French fry. You guys fry. are going all out. I don't oh. mean French fry station. I mean fry station. I feel like you already had a fry daddy. No, we tried to do it last year. Please tell me that you need a second one. No. We had one. No, it's the one that I... fry daddy type of game day. One's not enough. It's the one... I ran the numbers. It's the one I bought for our first pop-up. And then when... And I immediately put it in the garage because it smells like fried food and makes everything else it touches come like fried food, like vampires. And... Um, 
So we were going to do it last year, and I didn't set it up to make sure it worked, and I could only find half of it. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't like the heating. I couldn't find the Luckily, heating. Luckily, Friday's not that expensive, huh? No, there's like 40 bucks. Okay. Small it's like, that's the amazing thing about this is that it's like 40 bucks, and in small batches, it works as good as a commercial fryer for the most oh, part. Oh, yeah. There you go. If Results, you, if you use like mm-hmm. a, a good thermometer or an instant read thermometer, like a thermopen, just to make, because, all right, so the temperature, the temperature gauge is the only thing that you're going to be iffy on, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two things for the fryer how quickly it reheats once you put something in it, like how quickly it comes back to temp, and how accurate the temp is, right? So if you're just monitoring the temp with like a thermopen or a good instant read thermometer, and you're dialing that in, I mean, it works as well as a commercial fryer if you're doing small amounts. It's mm-hmm. incredible. There like, this tiny little guy. Do it outside. We're going to do it out on the deck. Do it outside. Do not do it inside. You'll be bummed. Safety tips. But it's fucking great. Not I mean, even you for can, safety, just because it makes the get, whole house nasty. You can get drunk and just start looking at what things can be fried. <laughs> right, right. Are you just looking? And the answer is everything. You're mm-hmm. looking at, like, the entire table spread of what everybody's potluck. How about these and sardines? Like, what should I we do should, with them? Let's just fry that. I, I love a fried... <laughs> Yeah, I love that. So yeah, fried like, anchovies? Fuck yeah. Fry so station. Good. Fuck yeah. Fried anchovies with a rich aioli? Mm. Fuck me. So yeah, <laughs> definitely don't do anything at all with a with an air fryer. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. You're just going to have... Terrible product. Sell it by... <laughs> terrible product. Your get, wife is... Get uh, the shit on Craigslist. All right. I, I, want, I mean, I would Craigslist, say start baby. with potato... I mean, look, this is not... No, a, don't even answer the question. <laughs> we have a lot start of questions. With French fr- start start with French fries and see what happens. There, you got a reasonable answer. Megan Corpus. Corpus. What is a recipe that would utilize pickle juice? Thoughts on Rafi. Rafi is a Persian Armenian restaurant in Glendale. I mean, thoughts okay. on Rafi. I thought you were talking about Rafi, the recording Rafi artist. Rafi is incredibly good, and Jason can do the best rundown of the dishes, what to get and how to get them. Um, Huge fan. Pickle juice, uh, chicken salad, tuna salad. Just anything. Uh, you can use it for salad to dressings. brine something. Yeah, you definitely you to hold it in something. reserve and use it to. There are fried chicken places that use pickle juices their parts in their Fuck brine yeah. for their acid. Mm-hmm. Um, Always good to have some fucking juice around. Cocktails, Bloody Marys, yeah, do, chaser, do some picklebacks when you're real drunk on game day. Right? Mm. Everybody loves that. Cranberry juice or pickle juice were my two favorite chasers. You know what, you know what it actually works as is a hangover cure. It's like an old Polish folk remedy. You drink one shot of pickle juice before you go out drinking. You come home fucking hammered. You take another shot before you go to bed. Eliminates a hangover because of the sodium and like. Is it also because it's the only thing that was in their fridge? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no food, yeah, just they pickle love juice. Pickles it's also yeah. great for a UTI. Right, exactly. Flush, I heard you, this, flush you right out. I heard this amazing uh, hangover remedy a few days ago. I had a, a, a Lyft driver who's who was he seemed like he was a career alcoholic. Okay, Coke. And, he knows what he's talking about. And he was like, he "Yeah, bro, like two bottles of vodka a night level." Was he Russian? He was not Russian. Surprising. He was not. He was. He was from Africa. Okay. Just, I a, don't bo- just a boozer. A booze hound. He's a regular old boozer. This is like a story you want to hear from somebody at a party as opposed to somebody driving your <laughs> right, Uber, exactly. right? Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, huge drinking problem. Yeah, I, two bottles a night <laughs> right. at least. What time is it? Oh, I better stop. <laughs> but hey, he said he are only. Are you in a rush? I gotta pull over. <laughs> he said he does that only once a month. Well, that's and I did wow. record the convo. Okay, God damn <laughs> I've been getting into recording convos lately. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to do it's good. With... You never know when someone's got to try to double cross you. Yeah, you fucking note to self. Yeah. Work for Richard Nixon. Christ. I mean, I only record Lyft drivers. Okay, when they say funny shit, <laughs> You're I swear allowed. to God, slippery yeah. slope. You're allowed. That's to. true. You it, can get a is. taste of that, and then it's not going to be. enough. I will never burn you, baby. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> I don't believe you for a second. He's like, 
I was like, what kind of, I mean, like, what kind of drinking are you doing, bro? And he's like, one time I went to this party in the Hollywood Hills, bro. I woke up on the street in San Diego. <laughs> That's oh, amazing. Man. That's a two bottle of and vodka like, type situation. I, was like, I don't have a story like I was like, like did you just take the, the did I go like walk to the Amtrak and take the train back up to LA? He's like, no, I no. started a family. He's like, <laughs> he's like, bro, it was Friday. I got a hotel and partied all weekend down there. And I'm like, how the fuck are you not like clinically hung over after that like, night? incredibly haggard like was, we're talking middle-aged guy normal. he looked he, looked, he was like our age just like a, <laughs> okay so i'm like what's your hangover cure and he's like oh i'm glad you asked this is what i do go to the farmer's market pick out five of the biggest and nicest looking cucumbers and then he takes those five cukes cuts them lengthwise like one of those long hots right so you got 10 long cucumber halves big boys two footers three big footers boys. salt them and then you eat all of them before you're drinking. I think exp- that's, it, it goes back to the same thing with pickle juice. It's the salt content and the hydration, and it allows you to. It's like when athletes take like salt pills because it like right, right. The sodium and the and potassium. Was, in and your I, blood and or I was like, what is your what is your science behind all this? And he's like, actually, I have a master's in biology. Oh, and he shit. was saying that like the enzymes in the cucumber with the salt act as a base for the acid reaction in your stomach from the alcohol. Like he, he explained it in a more sensical way where no, I was I'm like, not. I am I'm not. Sold. Where I was like, I damn, I guess let's get some vodka second. boys. Let's get some Tito's and put this to the test. All right, that I will do. And I was like, but how, I am how, not sold. I was like, how hard is it to eat five giant cucumbers? And he's like, very hard. Very hard. Very hard. You have to commit to this. Very hard. Wait, this is before you go out drinking? <laughs> this is before you okay. drink. I just don't. You just house five I think cucumbers. there's something to be said for increasing your sodium intake. Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the symptoms of a hangover is dehydration. I mean, look. True. A or you little, can just drink a glass of salt water that's if that's true. the case. You can do that. A little bit of the genesis of my suspicion of this story is that it comes from a Lyft driver. Well, mm-hmm. but like your fa- like your fact checking is the, here's the extent of your he fact has checking. A degree though. Okay, cool. Like that's that, <laughs> that was the level of your fact checking. He was like, "I've got a degree in biology," and you're like, "All right." I'm I'm not saying Dude, I, after uh, that San Diego story, I'm willing to follow this man anywhere. Yeah, I'm not saying well, that same. I. He I, sounds uh, like a sick ass party <laughs> wingman. I'm just saying it was interesting. Will hang. Yeah. I will. I don't. I don't. I don't believe whatever he says to be a hundred percent true. But I would love to give it a try. I would like to just see if I can eat five cucumbers in one sitting. Yeah. That Salt re- or not. That reminds me of a story my dad told. Like in the '70s, he was traveling in India, and it was him and a friend, and like a friend of theirs joined, and it was during this festival. And I'm going to get some of the details. Cucumber festival. Slightly wrong. Yeah. It was cu- yeah. Cuke festival. Classic cuke festival. No, but it was like a Bong Lassie festival. It's like a three day where all mm. they do is like, and it's where the Bong Lassies are legal, so they're on the street. And Bong Lassie is like, I think yogurt and mango and then marijuana. And it's like blended together. Whoa. And so, but they're like, every 10 feet, there's like somebody selling Bong Lassies. And, you know, like, so. Bong. <clears throat> so this guy kind of, it was like in a, in a time when it was insanely hot in India, and this guy's drinking it like it's coconut water because it's hot out. And like after like five of oh them, boy. there's like they're like, how many have you had? He's like, I don't know, four, five, six, I don't know. And like basically, he didn't return to the hotel, and he woke up in like a thousand miles away from where they were staying in another part of India, and didn't know how, and had no clothes and Hell no yeah. money, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is tight. Bro, I woke up naked in the this. This might have been your Uber driver. He needs a cucumber lassi. <laughs> yeah, he does. Right. He needs a cucumber lassi. Is what he needs. <laughs> All right, next question's a little, a little less food related, a little headier. Sam's bowl. He's uh, Sam is from London, and he's international. Good day, <laughs> good day, mate. 
He's from London, and he was he was basically saying in London he follows a lot of Instagram accounts from restaurants in Los Angeles. Okay, with this and kind that of like is Instagram. What Instagram? It's like a website. It's really it's sick. A website. Okay. But he he's basically saying like people from all, all all over the world will follow Los Angeles based restaurants with this kind of sense of cool and culture around okay. it. I can see that. And he's wondering if there's like how important that is if we're doing that on purpose or if that's just the way it works. And if we follow any restaurants in London with the same intrigue as these aforementioned LA spots. Um, and the answer is absolutely not. I follow one restaurant from London, that Fergus Henderson restaurant. Was at St. John, the, the meat you, place. Can you do a good Fergus impression? Come on, come on, dance for me. I can't. It's an I awful. can't even really do a good. Like, ah, right, meat pies. And but he, but he, he has like a. He has a terminal illness that makes him makes really? his voice really. Crazy. I don't think I've ever heard Fergus Henderson speak. Yeah, he has like. I don't remember, like MS or something oh. like that. So, like, he has a very thick, like, impossible to understand okay. accent. And then you add on top of okay. that, and it's just like, like it's like, <laughs> right. but it sounds sick. Right. This dude is hammered. Yeah, I let's love all agree, dude. never do that impression yeah, ever again. Maybe. Don't One. do any MS. Okay, got it. <laughs> let's scrub that when this comes scrub out. But I think, I, I mean, no, 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 but I, I don't I know. know if, yeah, yeah, I know do you think saying. LA restaurants are trying to create that brand and culture on purpose, or that's just how it works? I think because every restaurant is. I mean, that's what Instagram's for to kind of, well, you know, yeah, I look mean, cool. I, I think mm-hmm. LA, out of any city in the world, is don't you its dare culture say it. is based around hype. And, and Instagram. And well, I mean not even Instagram and I hotties. Mean, I mean, if you look at the industry that and sunset that picks. is born and created in Los CBD. Angeles, it's all around promoting yeah. what I mean, whatever We're a city bullshit, of imagery. We're a city of aesthetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean so but I I'll, would say I mean I, I it's in the, the city's DNA one. Um I would think Hell yeah, Kendrick. I, think if anybody's doing that i mean maybe by the math and the culture it's more in la but i think there's a restaurant in every city in the world doing that every restaurant is big into instagram now you have to be i mean or if that's your shtick right i mean if that's if you're doing it at all it's not by accident we just just have the best natural light so everything looks (laughs) everything fucking looks it's always the magic hour here but also that same stick can be we're not the restaurant who does all of that bullshit. We're just a straight like pie and burger or something like that. Like right. if you look at their Instagram, it's right. like we're a regular blue collar, honest American burger place. Love it or leave it. Right. I don't care. Come eat it. And like and then somebody in London could be like, That's my vibe. I want to go to LA and do I that. I don't think Pie and Burger probably even has an Instagram account. Well then I mean probably okay, not. Then that's the question. If they do, it's so bad. The, then the <laughs> yeah. conversation changes Poorly more curated. about how do you represent bad. your identity in in a culture and at a time and a place where so so much of how people are informed is through social media. Yeah. I mean Instagram's critical for restaurants. When a new restaurant is opening, they take into account you know, Instagram ability of the space, of the food. So I, I think we're, we're just, like it or not, we're operating at a time when Instagram and influencers mm-hmm. are a huge factor in the food world. And it's we like, don't use the I word. Okay, I'm so sorry. And you can use I'll the, see you guys later. Jason really uses fun. it. I mean, I think he said it six times yeah, already. Obviously, there's a lot but. about the Instagram culture that's like easy to mock and like, you know, is ridiculous, like a, a lot of parts of anything. But like, I think for, for a new restaurant to get their shit out there, 
Instagram's great. And mm-hmm. I've definitely had the experience of following a, a newer place or a place I've been wanting to try, seeing a great picture and being like, that looks fucking awesome. I'm going mm-hmm. in, you know. And it's also how you use it says so much about what kind of restaurant you are. Exactly. Like, I'm sure when the electric guitar came out, people were like, what the fuck is this? And then you're like, okay, I guess... This guy's shredding pretty good. I get, like, like okay, a, if a okay, restaurant is, is like, here's my Instagram. We hired like some trash PR company to be like Margarita Mondays, right. bubble, and then, then you're like, oh, okay, this is a place that I don't need to go to. Versus like, here's some cool, interesting, tasteful photos that aren't trying to be overly dramatic. Right. It's a little no, not like here's our food. Here's what we do. Check it out. Like you're like, okay, that's kind of more my speed. And as much as I love Instagram, I'm also the first one to hate like. There's there's food trends that are, that happen because they're good, and then there's shit that's solely for Instagram, like mm. rainbow bagels or like yeah. a charcoal ice cream, and yeah. it's like this exists solely to be Instagram. Absolutely, like, that's the stuff that's bullshit. You know, it's like that's, ice cream museum, right? That's the stuff that we is is like frivolous and and you know and is and is easy to mock. But like, I fucking love Instagram in general. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. I don't like Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, I fucking look, love it. Man. I mean, if any. If people like Dan Barber have Instagram, and then somebody that you're describing that also has like unicorn, him. yeah. But then if you also have unicorn ice cream, <laughs> you're talking. Dan about- will not stop Instagramming all this unicorn food. He's it's like, all he's doing these days. I tried the charcoal shit, and I get it. It's <laughs> get fucking it. fire. I love I get it. Activated charcoal all day. <laughs> but if you have, I mean, if you can cite those kinds of extreme opposites on one platform, the mm-hmm. question is like, then it's kind of up to the user to define what it means to them and who right. they follow and what they take in. Damn, it's kind of like the internet, huh? If Damn. you, yeah, I mean, if you want to follow those places or pay attention to those places, if a tree falls in Instagram, does anybody hear it? If they're not subscribed, if they're not right. following it, what if that tree fall only gets like 17 likes? Yeah, that's, I mean, like it's <laughs> a trash garbage tree like good luck <laughs> fuck you trees i actually wonder likes. like what restaurants this guy's following because there's tons of instagram accounts for restaurants that are like great in la but it's like that's yeah. probably true of any great food city mm-hmm. you know barcelona sam sam's bowl at sam's bowl send me some great london instagram yeah, to follow and i will uh, judge them accordingly next questions cecilia singley shout outs to my friend in new york what kind of food-related shows do you and your are you and your guests excited to watch? Diners, drivers, and dives. <laughs> Always, uh, that's not a joke Triple for the D listeners. Is so fucking entertaining. This is not a joke yeah. for our listeners. If you've never heard me talk about Triple D, love Triple, Triple D. Triple D is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys' grocery games, not as much. No, but no, 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 no. If Triple D's on, like in a hotel room, you're like, I'm fucking watching Triple D, my guy. <laughs> and Chop, Chop too. I mean, Chop's so entertaining. Like, if, if I'm flipping through and Chop's on, I'm fucking watching Chop. I I used to love Iron Chef, and then it sucked, but it's coming back now, and it's going to be regular. Love, you know what I recently found out that was really disheartening? Like when I was young, I watched the shit out of Iron Chef. Yeah. You know, like the the chairman for Iron Chef America. They were like, this is the nephew of the chairman. It's not. It's just an actor. <laughs> yeah, just really? An actor. They're not. And then I looked I up the that. original chairman in Japan. I was like, who was it? He was also just an actor. I thought he was like a, a culinary luminary. <laughs> I, I mean, I would. They said he was his nephew. They just blatantly lied. I believed it because I wanted to. They were like, white people are racist. They're both Japanese, yeah. and they'll just. Yeah. He's just some like Japanese American actor. But that he could do like mind. a backflip though. That's true, and he's great. It was like Charlton Heston in a face mask. Mm. <laughs> he was like, just kidding. I'm not Japanese. He killed, I mean, he it's killed me. It, Buy a like, gun. 
I was, I was, I mean, now well, we I, know I, reality TV is all bullshit, but back mm-hmm, then, I, that was sure. like the only reality TV I watched. I will, it is coming back soon, which I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, excited about. about. I, I love that. I instantly am turned off by anything involving food in a competition. For the most part, like ninety nine percent of the chop, time. But yeah, I think like a lot of reality TV, they they just like glommed on the competition. They're like because people watch it, you know, right. and it's like ratings. It's a built in narrative, right? Exactly. It doesn't even matter what's going on. If somebody wins and loses, then you've got a story. But right. I'm also like, fuck it, yeah, hate that. I, I think overall, my fave now is just rewatching Mind of a Chef on Netflix. It's Love all Mind five seasons are on there. I gotta say, um, Action Bronson did those specials from Paris with Love. Which is him like rolling around Paris, getting like hammered and super baked, and like eating at the best restaurants. I love those. Okay, yeah. those and, and also just like I mean, he's entertaining, but like those restaurants, it was like damn, sure. like it, that made me like want to go to those restaurants. It, yeah, it made me want to go to those, but it also makes me jealous of just like his life, <laughs> jealous of his life, and where you're like, hey, what do you think about this food? And you're just like. It's fucking delicious. Right, exactly. Like, cool. How he's, he's does this? Not, like, what's the flavor <laughs> right, profile yeah. of this insane? Like the most insane thing you've ever. This wine that is like a million dollars a bottle. Thing. And like, it's so freaking good. Right. And you're like, okay. Yeah, I learned nothing about this dish. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like, eat it. So drunk. Yeah, but it looks great. I feel like I like Bourdain if I'm folding laundry, Ooh. or like if I don't have to like sit down and and pay attention if i can kind of like do something else while it's on mm-hmm. I, I think that's something i like i mean mind of a chef i think is probably the best example of that but it almost it kind of seems like yeah of course that's like mm-hmm. the standard yeah. bear but it, I, i'm glad you mentioned it because i wouldn't have then absolutely mind of a chef it is really good um i'm gonna hit that bong and watch season one and two i mean really open you up another <laughs> in that same vein that is fun is the original bbc version of uh, what's his name? Show Jacques uh, Pepin? No, Ramsey. Oh, the, all that. Golden oh. Ramsay. Oh, the that- only the only thing worth watching, by the way, is Twitch, <laughs> cooking channel. Mm-hmm. All wait, cooking wait. shows from the seventies and eighties. Twitch, like the video game. I've talked about form? this a bunch. Yeah. So Twitch. So there's a creative channel on Twitch that basically is just a catch-all for anything, right? You could blow glass on it. You could draw oh, on wow. it. You I could, had no idea. You could, you know, interpretive dance on it. It's just called creative. But they have one channel. I like it for my model train stuff. Right, exactly. They have one channel that's usually at the top. And by top, I mean they have 17 watchers at once. um, That is all kind of like uh, free. PBS cooking shows. Yeah, like uncopyrighted. Wong Kang Cook? So what is it? Yeah, they'll have stuff like that. They'll have chefs. So it's like shows from like the 70s, 80s, and 90s that they just found old tapes of. It's on a constant, endless loop. I had no idea. I'll, it's I'll, great. I'll watch that shit. What is it called when it's in the free, it's free domain? Public domain. Public so, domain. So I think I'm shows that right. probably this like, We got a lot of emeralds. It's been around for years. Public domain. <laughs> um, and there, a lot of them are total garbage, but they're super entertaining. You get a Twitch forward slash bam, and it's just emerald 24-hour <laughs> yeah. loop. So good. Uh, Cecilia's next question. What kind of vegetables are you excited to see more of in restaurants this year? I got to say, I feel like roasted carrots are the new Brussels sprouts in mm. that they're on every menu. They do it with like a, a labna. I'm not mad about it. I fucking love a roasted carrot with <laughs> a labna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, also, I love Brussels sprouts. I loved how we were at a place where every menu had like, you yeah. know, some nice crispy brussies. You like the labna on the bottom or on the top or on the side? I, either way, if it's drizzled, if it's on a bed, I just like roasted carrots. I mean, I love I veggies. As much as I'm a huge meat eater, I'm, a, a I'm also a veggie daddy. Is there a nut involved? Um, yeah, maybe like some, some ducca, duca, 
Yeah. <laughs> Whatever That'll that's work. called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crushed up pistaches on there. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I, I, had a, I had a nice uh, spiral cut kohlrabi. I think the kohlrabi is yeah. one that, I mean, obviously kohlrabi's been around for a while, but that's like the root from more. a cabbage, I guess. It's kind of like a cabbage turnip. But I like, I like a yeah. kohlrabi salad yeah. in yeah. a raw form. I feel like it's closer to like the, the turnip, the root vegetable, yeah. but, maybe, but maybe it's closer to the cabbage. I don't actually don't know. I'm ready for a nice right. iceberg to come back, maybe. I feel, we've already, we've already, there's no more right, vegetables to eat. Let's bring that wedge back. Yeah, there's no more vegetables to eat. We already, we have already fucking eaten I like all. a sunchoke. I feel like sunchokes are, are having some time. Sunchokes uh, are, are coming well, in. I've got sunchokes in the fridge right now. Boom. I Look absolutely at that. love them. He's making sunchokes at home. That's an ingredient that's more East Coasty for years. And it's, it's a little kind heavier, of, it's, like it's a trickling, winter. Uh, trickling over couldn't, to the West Coast. Couldn't love them more. Never met a vegetable I didn't like. But I will say, Ooh. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like they're all out there. <laughs> and what happens is you just get excited for the season. I don't know That's if true. there's like neglected, but if I had to think off the top of my head of a neglected vegetable that I would like to see more off of, I feel like the artichoke people are like, yeah, the split artichoke Loves is an, artichoke. an 80s staple. So fuck yeah. it. It's over. That, and it could come you, back. I, I would I would be happy to see artichoke on every menu in every restaurant I go to. Yeah. But that's a personal thing artichoke. I love them so much. You it's know what? I've, said, I've artichoke seen, is the crawfish of the vegetable. I love, I, it's a lot of work for like, not a lot of payoff. But right. It's also a vehicle for butter. Hell yeah. So you, can't, you can't fuck with or that. Sa- or a sauce, sauce vehicle. Or, yeah, yeah. Aioli. So good. I've been seeing a lot. Well, maybe not a lot, but like just where they, it's very French, where they give you raw turnips with like some butter. They have it at Kismet now. That's yeah. a big thing. And it's like, yeah. I love that. Because it's like you don't eat, unless they're like shaved on a salad, you're not eating like a lot of turnips in your right. life. Yeah, yeah. They're like the unless radish, like French radish butter and salt. Yeah, I love that. I mean, they have, there's this place, Mignon downtown. It's like a wine bar. It's very mm-hmm. French. They do the same thing. Raw roots. Some really nice salted butter. I fuck, love I'll fuck with that all day. Hell yeah. I love turnips, and it's funny that I, I kind of you're going to remind me to try and do more with it because they just always end up in stews or kind of like soups or right. like I never like think to do, I do like a mando. A really mando on top of salad. Awesome, crunchy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. Uh, her next question: Are you We're flying through this? Are you letter. a two hundred dollar omakase special occasion person or a weekly sugarfish kind of guy? I just want to say. Mando make her dance. <laughs> you get that Mando going. Start splink, sp- sprinkling. I am definitely not a weekly sugarfish yeah, person. I'm not either of those things. Or <laughs> I've eaten sugarfish once. Sugarfish is fine. I mean, if, if you're... Kazunori is better. Yes. I like Kazunori. Yes. I feel I like every fish sucks dick. I feel like every single person I know likes Kazunori better. I don't think sugarfish sucks dick. I think it's, it's fine a, for what it is. I think it's a little expensive. I ate it once and I thought it was good. It was better you than. You don't go to Sugarfish for dinner. Sugarfish is like yeah. a lunch thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. do people go to Sugarfish for dinner? I, yeah, I will never say no to Kazunori. I, I, I love Kazunori. It sits in that, like, that realm of restaurants where it's like, yeah, I'll eat that whenever. Right. I don't go very often. Right, same. But like, if anybody was like, you want to go there, I'd be like, yeah, let's eat there. That sounds good. I'm like a go to sushi occasionally and always go to sushi again in Little Tokyo situation. Mm. But you you are. Do you go omakase there? No, I I usually. It you dep- go for the lunch special. It depends. I'll go for the lunch special, but in recent years I haven't been. It's been more like when there's like a group Karashi of friends bowl. and you're like, we want sushi. It's like sushi again. Yeah. And then you know you order a bunch of shit. I usually don't do omakase there, but when I have, I've always loved. How it. much are you spending when you're not doing omakase over there? I feel like it's not. It it's, it's not cheap. You dropping yeah. a hundo, especially it's worth if it. you're like last time I was there with five people. We got a lot of sake. Yeah. We ordered a lot of shit, and it was definitely expensive. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I didn't feel like I spent more than what I got. 
Yeah. Like, like the quality is very good, and you're like, you know, you're paying for very good sushi. And that's also 100% of the time there. Like, the, con- the consistency yes, again the most consistent is, sushi place, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think if you're not rich, you should definitely just save up and get a ball-in-ass sushi dinner instead of just going to a few trash-ass right. middle, middle ground. I used to do that all-you-can-eat, like, out in Ventura Boulevard <laughs> all the time. And it always left you, like, it's not you know, bad. they're fine. Mm-hmm. And you'd leave full, mm-hmm. and I would eat like a ton. I'd be like, I'm here to fucking. Mm-hmm. Jason. But like, they're, it's not great. Jason's got one of my favorite stories where he had somebody recommended an all you can eat place in Vegas that's kind of supposed to be legendary and it is actually really good. Right. But the person who recommended it, you're not allowed to leave rice on the plate, which is like really common all you can eat sushi. Some of those places in the valley. So they would bring like a Ziploc bag in the purse and just dump (laughs) rice in a Ziploc bag and just keep eating sushi. Yeah, so good. Yeah, you kind of make make your own sashimi. (laughs) So good. Yeah, because those rolls, they're just like eighty percent rice. Adding extra rice to fuck you up. So much rice. I went to a place in Toronto um, that was the best all-you-can-eat sushi place I'd ever been because it was like all-you-can-eat sushi and then Chinese food and then dumplings and then like another whole kind of Asian-style appetizer selection. And it was like 20 bucks and it was like, it was insane. I was it just was like all you could eat orange chicken on top of like sushi that was edible. Can't argue with that. I mean, I'm not going to... Holy moly. I'm not going to take my parents <clears throat> there, but when you have like sushi that you're like, this is pretty good. And it's twenty bucks, and all you can eat. I mean, that what what more can you ask for? Hope Forget for. about it. I went to a Japanese restaurant in Toronto. It was like more like an izakaya. Mm-hmm. They had sushi, yeah, yeah. but they had horse sashimi on it. the menu. Yeah, you know, I got that horse sashimi. Checks out. It How'd was that go down? Fucking great. Oh, Damn. First time eating horse. Totally raw. Do you know yeah. kind of? You know what part of the horse it came from? I'm assuming like the back hindquarters, yeah. but that could be wrong. It could, it could be belly be, meat. Yeah. Maybe a little it was hoof meat. Very good. I, I gotta say. Yeah. I would eat horse. Would <laughs> ten out of ten wood horse again. I just, <laughs> very. It was um, it was live lips. It was live horse <laughs> yeah, lips. Exactly. Still, um, they're still dancing for all the people that. It was a horse collar. It was a horse collar. Horse collar. Oh god. <laughs> See, that's kind of the chef's cut right there. That's what yeah, you're, exactly. That's yeah. the, it's no. the part of the horse that chef's the chef no. doesn't want you to know you suck about. Suck the hooves. You suck the hooves. Uh, okay. Uh, Cecilia has one. Almost last question. Edible flowers are cute and classy, or are they only done for the gram and need to get the fuck out of the way? I think those two, I think the answer, yeah, there's the a, two there's answers the she's, propos- she's proposing are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. I would say you can say yes to both of those. Cute, Instagrammable, get the fuck out of here. Sure, all of those. You want to do all of those options. You want to be right. like, oh my God, that looks cute. And then you just immediately. Then you Instagram it, then you throw it But do plate. you eat yeah. the flower or do you throw the flower or do you leave the flower? I mean, eat the flower. If it's a really nice place, I'm eating that flower. Eat the flower. I'm always eating the flower. Yeah. I mean, if it's a nice place, it looks good. You're like, oh, that's all going. But the flower here's has the, no the, flavor. Here's ever. the other thing. I don't think I've ever had an edible flower that was listed on the ingredients. Mm. And there's no chef in the world that will miss listing a really exciting ingredient. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's all a wink, wink. Like, yeah, it's a pretty flower. Enjoy the enjoy the plating. Enjoy the presentation. But it's never like. The flowers never named. It never says edible flowers. I mean, there's a I've reason seen, that it's, I've I seen feel like it's not. on menus. Yeah, yeah. sure. In, in terms that's of named like, flowers, but I feel like that's, but that's not, a leaf. Yeah, that's like not a that's full, a fucking leaf, bro. True, true. I feel like that's not the full tail. And also, the nasturtium offers a lot of flavor. There's, you, get, you get a peppery little. Yeah, little it's a head. flavor that I don't really care for, but not a, not a huge. People love that shit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone. I think edible flowers are dumb. Yeah. What was the name of that when we went to the goat restaurant in Koreatown? What was the name of the leaves that are like spearmint? Oh, uh, you're thinking uh, like the Korean version shiso? of the shiso. It's, it's called, like a, but it's like a, it's Korean like shiso? shiso. It's like spearmint, but it's not. Oh. It's got its full unique name, and I forget it. Uh, why can't I think of it? I kind of only had it there. And the way they serve it is like a classic Korean barbecue, like lettuce salad, where it's like tossed in uh, um, toasted sesame oil, a little that. bit of yeah. mirin, and a little that bit of rice wine vinegar. But instead, it was that? tossed in that. It was like it was instead of lettuce, it was okay. the same kind of dressing, but tossed in those leaves. I think I've seen that. It was wild. I need to look that up now because that up. that's so annoying to me. Now, you, you've done a lot of comedy festivals while I he have. looks this up. I have. What, and amazing ones. I saw Montreal and South I, by. I did. And, I did get to do incredible. Montreal. Uh, it's the only time I've been there. Got to say, the food is fucking fantastic. I've never been. I, I mean, I love Toronto. I think the food in Vancouver is incredible. The food in Vancouver, I mean, and I've only heard that it's everything's better in Montreal. I didn't get to go to Joe Beef. Go. Sure. It's very hard to get a reservation. Yeah. Perilla Leaf. Perilla Leaf. Sorry. Perilla Leaf. Okay. Noted. Um, I will say this about Montreal. First of all, just like a party town. Everyone's gorgeous. You feel yeah. like you're in France. These are Everyone, all the things I've everyone's heard smoking. over and over and The bars over. are open until four. Like, yeah. it's so fun. Hard drugs are free. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hard drugs on the corner. Um, the one thing... Well, they're big on smoked meat, which is kind of what they call pastrami. I think it's pretty much the same thing. And it's thing. incredibly underwhelming. Schwartz's it was good, but I, I would put like Langer's over Schwartz's. Sure. Schwartz's is like the place you got to go. You're right. It's piled super high on the yeah. rye. You know, it was fucking good. But it's also like, yeah. Um, yeah. It was the first time I really had good poutine, so I went really poutine heavy during yeah. that week. Uh, the one thing that really blew me away that I wasn't ready for was the bagels. They do wood fire for the Montreal right, style. The Montreal like, style They're very bagel. like protective of their bagels. Bagels mm-hmm. are a big deal. There's a lot of Jewish people there. So like New York, there's a deep bagel tradition. People have a lot of strong opinions on bagels. And I got to say, growing up, eating tons of bagels, you know, I'm part Jewish. Bagels were a big part of my childhood. These Montreal bagels were fucking fantastic. There's a woman on Instagram mm. that like delivers them or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, yeah. on her bike. I don't I, I She parks outside like really uh, cool. Intelligentsia yeah, or whatever. That's so cool. Yeah. Those are actually. I haven't good. had those yet. I, I that's have on my them. list of like. Should we get her on the pod? Things. Get her I'd on the pod. That'd bagel, be great. Uh, bagel bike lady. Do you have like a a, a normal? Uh, I don't know about tradition, but like, is there something that you always do when you're traveling for food for like these festivals and stuff like that? Are you like? Are you really trying to find out where to go? Will you stand in line? Is it more? I'll about- do like my research. Like, if I'm going to a major city that I haven't been before, like. You know, food, is food the first thing um, you think of outside yes. of like the yeah, work? It's yes, like very thing, much. Where so. am I eating? Yeah, I mean that's the best part of traveling is eating. I yeah. think we all know that. You know, I agree. That's not really a hot take. Sorry, no. folks. I know you came here for the hot takes. Right. Uh, and yeah. also like getting away from your family. Exactly. Yeah. Getting away from your friends and loved ones. Huge. That's huge. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I will definitely go deep in the research and like find the places. Plus, there's places like you've heard about. You're like, I'm yeah. going to Austin. I gotta hit. You know, so you gotta check like, out Yelp for that stuff. Right. It's exactly. Good. Yelp. I'm a huge Yelper. I'm nice. an elite. I have elite status. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we spend a lot of our podcast shitting on Yelp. So. Yeah, um, Jared. Uh, when I saw, God damn it, whatever. It's almost too easy. Standing, standing, just doing easy. like an elite Yelper. They Yelp asked if they could do like an event there, and he's doing. They hired oh, him to do God. a demo there, and I was he's just elite like, Yelpers, please advertise when it is so I 
we all know not to right, go. Exactly. <laughs> so we could do a drive-by. Yeah. So we could burn his business down. What's up, Jared? But yeah. just, we just text Jared Duck 15 <laughs> seconds before we light the place up. <laughs> all right. Um, and, and Cecilia had one more question. Yeah. What, what's their final one? Speaking of this, uh, this water you have here, she said, what is your all-time favorite water and why? I'm going to go. I'm drinking Gerald Stein right now because it was at a coffee shop. I never drink this. I am a Topo Chico guy or a Mountain Valley guy. Mm. Nice. Two great choices. Those are two big body waters right there. I mean, now I think okay. I might have to agree with you yeah. on that. I feel like we're just assuming it's it's sparkling. We can. Go- well, we're talking. No, because I really oh. feel like this is an unfair named- question. I, I get to still Mountain Valley all the time. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's do a fair. flat and a sparkle. Okay. Um, I would say Fiji for flat for price point. Although since Jason told me that apparently there's a bigger carbon footprint for shipping mm-hmm. Fiji. Mm-hmm. I switched to Essentia, and I feel like Essentia feels or tastes good. It's more it's like the taste thing to me. Is it like, looks cooler. It doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> Essentia, I think, tastes really good, and you can find it pretty cheap. Um, and if you just refill it in your sink, nobody knows. I could have any sparkling. Yeah, I would say Topo Chico. Can't be Topo. Would, can't be? Or uh, can't be. Can't, can't be. Can't it. be. Yeah, I, I also, like they just came out with grapefruit. I think that's a like direct challenge to LaCroix. What? Yeah. Grapefruit Just topo? saw it for the first time. I've, I've never seen, seen the it. lime. Never Grapefruit's seen it. like, I think it's new, that new shit. I am willing Damn. to pay. The other thing about Topo Chico out it's here is I feel like when you get it in like Texas, it's like 79 cents right. a bottle. Right. You get it out here, it's like 450 a bottle. And you're just like, come on, man. <laughs> What's going on here? Right. The but, up. I mean, if it, if, if price hey point. Hey, man, was, you try buying have a corn chips in, in Minnesota, okay? If yeah. we're talking Paying price point premium. being the same, same shit. I, would, I, I would solely drink Topo. Because I also feel Solo like topo. it's. There's like 10% more carbonation than anything else when, it, when you pop the top fresh. Yeah. And, it and that's what I'm looking for. It fucking lasts. That's what I'm looking for. I also like for a flat, an aquapana. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. You don't see that a lot. You see it like Italian restaurants. I feel like mm-hmm. the taste is not as good. No? I like it. You like it? I like it. I mean, and it's got to be the glass, you know? Glass is pretty Glass yeah. makes it better. Yeah. But don't bring the glass had, to the gym. I had a conversation at the gym, and mm. I had Essentia, and this guy who was very much, I was very much not a fan, I was like, what's up, bro? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, huh? one of those water bros? You got to press like, by a water bro? He's like, I saw that on, I've seen this on the gram, man. This is the flex water now, huh? Someone came up to you and fucking said that. Yeah, was while, it, was while, it I was na- <laughs> while I was naked in the gym, changing. That's amazing. And we started talking about water. flex water. And That's I was, fully, I word was, for word, something that I would say to a stranger. <laughs> and I was like, it really, truly is, he's not kidding. Uh, that's great. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But he was going into, he's like, dick all swinging around. Can't be fucking Voss, bro. Maybe he was trying to hit and on I you. Was You're like, naked. Maybe he liked what he saw. He's like, the water's yeah, my in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's like, also, sweet dick, bro. What was that, 1.5 like, liter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, girthy. I girthy. Mean, the water. My, my answer to that would be, keep talking. Hey, have a good workout, bro. I'm listening. Keep Go talking. On. I'm enjoying this conversation <laughs> a lot more now that it's switched to my dick and you, you like it. my attention, it. sir. <laughs> but I've been seeing it on the gram. When the person right. tells you Voss is the best... No, fuck that's, that. That's when you yeah. know to check out of the yeah. conversation. That, that's a water bro that you don't, wanna, you don't want to kick it. We call that a, a, a deal breaker in the locker room. <laughs> My gym's in Glendale. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we can do a whole pod on Glendale, but we can do that next time. Um, at the end of every episode of the show, we talk about the best thing that we ate all week, Carl. Okay. And uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to go first. You can, you can think on that for okay. a minute if yeah, you I'll want. It. Also, it's a fun question. 
in a way that like it could be the cracker you made this morning, the sardine, and that counts. Right. It that, doesn't have to be like something insane too. or something special. Just like something that made you happy that you ate. Okay. It has to be literally I, insane. I mean, I'm yeah. I have a I have an answer up top of my head. Wrong answer. Right. Bless. Uh, Lay it on me, baby. I li- I live right by this restaurant in Echo Park called Subaki. Mm. And it's yeah, become yeah. people love it. It's become a fucking favorite. I mean, yeah. it's expensive to the point where I don't go there like regularly. Yeah. But like it's so good that like I will just like roll in there and have a glass of wine, like three dishes at the bar. This is Izakaya, right? It's an Izakaya and it re- Ladies, he's a real solo at the bar. Dude, I will wine. roll in Come solo say hi. and just fucking Come say hi to It seems like the door is kinda always open. It is yeah. it is it is pricey, but the food is terrific. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is just it's grilled cabbage mm. with miso butter. Grill, uh, awesome. grilled on their robata, and it's just like so fucking good. Like I could just It's a little charred, a little mushy, a little, little hard, charred, little soft. It's, it's intact. It's it's got the char on the outside, nice and fucking cooked on the inside. Mm-hmm. And the miso butter, it's like dessert. Like mm. I would I literally had it as a as cabbage my for thing. dessert, we must be in LA. Is yeah, it a little right. sweet? The miso butter gives I mean you, miso's mildly sweet yeah. to begin with, but and, and it's and it's, feel, it's really creamy. Do you feel like it's a little extra or is it just maybe the miso? I think just the butter is so luxurious. All of it just sounds so good, yeah. Is yeah. it weird to say it might have a bit of a new mommy flavor? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds amazing. Yes. It's, it's, if you haven't been to Subaki, I can't say enough good things about I've heard, it. I've heard a lot of great things about Subaki. I'm, also, I'm looking at our uh, audio wave files, and you could really see our volume spiked a lot more when we were talking about dicks five minutes ago right, compared exactly. to the rest the of the show. dick section, a lot of pronounced it. ridges. Which is, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm like doing one of those <laughs> like lie detector tests. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. Okay, well, note to yeah, self. No, I got uh, really excited around the 50-minute mark. mark. Interesting, that, mark okay. That down. Um, for me, I went to, in your neighborhood, Trinity. Love Trinity. Trinity spelled with an I at the end, mm-hmm. not a Y. I'm ready to talk Trinity. It's uh, <laughs> a. You get that bean stew? You're going to say that bean, the bean stew? stew? Fuck yes. Speaking so, of Instagram and yeah. best bean stew I've LA ever had. Food culture. Trin- yeah, Trinity, it's like it's kind of like if Destroyer yes. tasted better and yeah. wasn't as uh, fussy. Exactly. Like if it was more chill and less That's why I love dorky it. And, and tasted tasted better. It doesn't taste a lot better, but it tastes better for sure. Dude, that, Destroyer, I like Destroyer too. And it's super simple. It's like. You're like, what is the secret ingredient here? It's it's just super well prepared. Just bomb ass beans, fresh bro. greens, great beans. Yeah, so they have this bean stew, which they really doll up to look beautiful yes. in like some heat ceramics ass looking bowl. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like a pretty loose stew, and there's like avocado in it, and there's I think there's a big old handful of these pea shoots yeah. that they kind of drape around the side of the bowl, yeah. and then they're raw, and then as as it the the heat from the broth kind of slowly cooks that down and then the flavor of the pea kind of slowly enters into the overall stew like a, flavor. There's like a basil oil or like a green oil there's drops yeah, of. there's something. some kind of fucking herb oil. Maybe like a... Some bomb ass oil. Nasturtium mm-hmm. oil yeah. of some kind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But uh, it was really good. Yes. I, I like, yeah, Trinity. I mean, if, if you want to get like a dazzling looking like real Noma ass looking yeah. plate like of I food. I used to apparently work at Noma. Yeah, 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 And Destroyer. And, you know, for just a chill place where you don't need a reservation, you just walk up and be like, let me get this crazy ass plate of food and then boom, here you go. Even better than the beans too, I think, is the potato dish. He does a scordalia, which like he uses like five different peppers and like comfy garlic. Crazy. It's like the best sauce I've ever tasted. I don't know that. Base of scordalia, 
Simple cooked. Could you explain a scordalia to our listeners? Scordalia is basically like a garlic pepper paste, which is like, you know, you'll see on menus, but like his is like insane. And I asked him about it. And this is this type of dude, like this guy will, he'll come out and talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like he's got the tweezers in the apron, like he'll break the shit down. He's like five types of peppers, a confit garlic, and then I, you know, fucking, you know, sous vide. So (laughs) the scordalia itself, I could eat with a spoon. Mm -hmm. Then it's like potatoes, whole mustard seeds. And then he sous-vis an egg in its shell, just an egg into the, to the water. Mm-hmm. And it literally comes out like it's froth. Like, I was like, did you, like, poach this egg and then, like, whip it? He's like, no, I sous-vide it. He has, like, a certain exact time, of course. And then it comes out of the shell. like mm. It was like the top of a cappuccino, but it's an egg white. It's insane. So he cr- like he sous vide it and then cracks it and it, it naturally comes I, out like I that guess. and served like that. It was a, I've never Wild. seen eggs are like my favorite food. I've yeah, never yeah. seen an egg. Who look is this like fucking this. guy? We need to get him on the I show. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I've talked to him multiple times. though. he's cool. I mean, he he knows his shit. You think it's Dave from Dave's Grilling and Chilling? The I hope he's, so. He's talking they're about his food. A, you know, they're opening in Highland Park. Are they really? Yeah. yeah Dave's heading to Highland Park. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone of knows heading to Highland Park. Nancy Silverton. Dave. Dave from Dave's <laughs> Grilling and Chilling. That's all you need. Two culinary luminaries. Uh, the, speaking of Nancy Silverton, the, our last week's guest, Jordan, who was on the show, he was, he was bragging to me on Instagram that he went to like a food bro dinner at Kispaka last night. I fucking love Kispaka. And I was like, fuck you, you asshole. And then, and then he replied with a, a picture of her cookbook autographed by, oh, by her. And then, but it looked like her signature said Nanny Albertson's. And I told him that it just like as a defense mechanism because right. I was angry at him and he didn't like it. And but Is yeah, he a chef. He's a food writer. Food writer. Okay. So he's just That's like kind of yeah perks perks of the biz. But that that's Spaka. Oh, brother. When are the food podcaster dinners? When is that? Yeah, right? When, when do we happening? get that shit? Gotta, I need to get on a mailing list or something. You you kind of have to like people don't really care. Like you have to literally just write one thing yeah, and then right. you're okay. I wrote the description for all these podcast <laughs> episodes. It was really hard. Uh, Andre. Uh, I already mentioned it, but I think the best thing I ate this week was the pizza amatriciana at Cosa Buona. Oh God. Mm-hmm. But, right um, into that mic, Andre. But I think, Let's not look out the paper I think that's the new, don't tell me what to do, Jason. <laughs> no, we, you, we, we, we can't hear you. I can't get any closer to the goddamn mic, Jason. Just talk straight into the mic. can't hear your perfect pronunciation of Gonciale. But I think it's the new, the newest pizza on the menu. So if you've been, maybe it wasn't on there before, but it's just like it's and it's a lot of guanciale too where it's like it's guanciale. just like co- it's just covering the pizza like it's almost mozzarella like the cheese like but it's just don't like go layers. craving eggs tonado no so when did you go to Costa two days ago huh interesting I, they actually changed the menu it costs a lot. like ten dollars and it's easy to get into I noticed Very one time I went they had a tri-tip biziola and I was like I'm gonna get that next time I go back it's off the menu but there's a fucking veal brasiole <laughs> <laughs> they're changing shit all the time, I guess. I feel or maybe well, they're trying to settle on a meat dish and they're trying to. Yeah, I saw that he was in. running some the brajol. Brajol. I feel like brajol. The flexibility that he has there lets him kind of Do mess around in a way that, like, because the food. I mean, I, the food's excellent there, but it's also the expectations are set slightly lower right. than somewhere right. like it's Alimento. Not You're, I mean, everyone going there is excited. And it's such a bad neighborhood. <laughs> you don't really expect. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's like 
you get that playfulness where it's like, I can do this, I can do that, I can change, I can take it off, I can take it on. I can get Carl hooked on eggs tonight and then yank it out of his yeah, life. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Mercilessly. Uh, speaking of nudity in the locker room, Zach from uh, Cosabona, I was talking to him today at our gym. Okay, ah. somebody told me that him and I have the exact same voice. We, he said, Zach Pollock is your voice doppelganger. Really? Is that true? You feel that? Pretty, it's, it's not exact, but it's definitely close. And also... Just the way you look in the face is not that far off from him okay. as well. Yeah. I mean, you're a better looking version of him. Damn right. Are you closing your eyes right now thinking about it? His voice is hotter I... than yours, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't heard him talk. I'm going to have to look but this him was, up. But this was, uh, there's two Zachs. This is Zach, because there's, there's oh, two Zachs. Right. The wine guy is also Zach? Well, there's, there's Zach Pollock, who like, is that. Um, and then his like, other chef oh. is also named Zach. And, oh, right. And okay. Zach number two, he, he's the one who kind of runs and oversees okay. Cosa Bona I was now. talking about Pollock. And then Pollock is at Alimento. Okay. But then Zach was saying, it's great having my email address be at Alimento and my name be Zach whenever I make a reservation in town because they're always like, oh, thank you so much for nice. joining us. Nice. He's, I was like, isn't that great. sunny? And he shows up and they're like, I mean, but they also kind of look the same. They're like, yeah, people Pe- don't know. But I was like, isn't that like suck? Like being confusing. And he's like, not for making reservations. Yeah, not not <laughs> that, for my table. That is such an incredible idea when you think of Sorry, how Zach. many insane marquee restaurants don't have their own restaurant as at. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to look through like the pantheon of oh, incredible yeah. restaurants all over the country or the world that don't have like at blank. And you just decide to spend four ninety nine a month to GoDaddy to have that be like I'm gonna buy Noman.com. Fuck right. it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like like Wolfgang at WolfgangHuck.org. <laughs> what? You know, like, I mean, because I'm sure just to email for a restaurant. I'm sure Noma has like Noma dot whatever right. the suffix is for their country. Right. right. You can just easily get a Noma or just like howlandraise.biz and you're like oh I've, I've been really mean to check your place out yeah come on in bro that's yeah. so funny yeah hit me up I'm carl at spago.biz cause once you're sitting at the table they're not gonna horse collar you out of there and be right. like you lied in your email yeah, yeah, yeah. name like, I didn't say shit I'm sorry I'm like, that you don't know about yeah, spago.biz I don't know what to tell you like you're it like, just is coincidental that my last name is Noma Restaurant <laughs> <laughs> fool me once Rene Conapara yeah all right, Carl. Thank you so much for doing this. Guys, pod. thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank People you can go check much. out your podcast. Yeah, we're uh, we're on Instagram at Yap Pod. That's Y A P P O D. I'm at Carl Hess. That's K A R L H S S. Yeah, and uh, you got the real name of like a brew master, don't you? Yeah, you know, strong dramatic stock. Mm-hmm. Joel's restaurant. Joel is executive chef at the Wallace in Culver yep. City. It's on Main Street. It's great. Check out the menu. Uh, look good. Yeah, real, really big fan of the Wallace. Uh, he's at Joel David Miller. If you want to follow him on Instagram, we're good on that. You can follow <laughs> yeah, me at that. them jeans. Andre Carnapar has no social media, but you can go to thestewpodcast.com and check out all the episodes. Thank you for doing this, bro. Dude, thanks for having me. See you guys next week. And we have, a, if you didn't hear your question answered, we will get to it next time. We're just really banging through those. And Sorry. we'll get to those Super Bowl questions next week, too, when they're super relevant. He wanted to talk about the air fryer. Sorry. He has it on his notepad. <laughs> <laughs>